0: To adjust your tracking, you are now listening to the VH Saturday podcast.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to VH Saturday, the show where we discuss these strange, unusual, odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry.
0: And I'm Allison.
1: And this week we watched a tape that doesn't need a whole lot of introduction. It has a bit of a cult following. Allison, what did we watch?
0: We watched the classic law enforcement guide to satanic cults.
1: So this tape was uh, put out in 1994 by Weather Entertainment. They are a Christian-based film company. Uh, This one was part of a multi-series about uh, the Satanic Panic.
0: Yes, and for anyone who doesn't know about the Satanic Panic, um, it's basically this (sighs) cultural phenomenon from the 80s and 90s um, about some kind of basically people were really scared that everyone was a satanist um and there was no real evidence to back this up but a lot of um certain groups kind of freaked out about it so you had you know christian groups law enforcement um
1: left and right there's all kinds of moral outrage was all over talk shows like uh oprah did an episode on it multiple episodes on it um Geraldo Rivera did a big like documentary about it,
0: mm-hmm, like a multi-part series,
1: and it was all based on absolutely fictional circumstantial evidence, a lot of uh, false memories that were more or less planted by law enforcement uh, interviewing like children that were like toddlers.
0: Yes, um, it all kind of started in daycares. So, back in the 80s, um, daycare was kind of a new concept because women were entering the workforce for, you know, the first time on such a large scale, and I think people were mostly just afraid, and they clung to some kind of worst-case scenario. Um, You know, maybe their kids were acting kind of weird, and they didn't know why, and so they just kind of thought they were being abused at the daycare, and... It was just crazy. There were really long, drawn out trials, and a lot of the kids said things about, you know, cannibalism and underground tunnels under their daycares and all this, like, sacrificing and all this crazy satanic stuff. Um, but a lot of the kids have actually grown up to admit that they were just making it up. Um, a, lot, a lot of
1: them <laughs> felt like they were, because what it was, uh, the cops would say things. Or were, were there sacrifices? Or there, was, was there mutilations? And you're a child, so you're just like, okay, what does the cop want to hear? The cops are the good guys, right? So you're yeah. just going to tell the cop, yeah, sure, man, that that was there.
0: Um, I think there was one interview that I read where a child um, had said that basically they got a lot of positive reinforcement if they agreed with their leading questions. And so, you know, when you're a child, you just want to you know, please the authority figures in your life, of course, you're just gonna kind of agree with whatever they're saying. And because the kids couldn't really, um, you know, express it themselves, the cops had to kind of like lead them into saying what happened and that kind of led to a situation where the kids were just like, yeah, totally, there were underground tunnels where ritualistic sexual <laughs> abuse and it's like I can imagine
1: that probably came from well how do they get to the daycare was it is there a tunnel? Sure yeah, yeah there's a tunnel yeah like it, that's all it is if you've seen making a murderer then you know it's it's the exact <laughs> yeah. same scenario as that uh, right but on a much grander scale
0: yeah so basically um that combined with a book that came out of um this Canadian psychotherapist had been using I want to say it's like hypnosis or something to try to uncover these repressed memories um, from one of his patients and kind of a similar thing where he ended up just kind of like planting stuff in her mind and I don't want to invalidate um, throughout this whole satanic panic and specifically this video you hear a lot of accounts of abuse and I don't want to make fun of these people or try to downplay what they're saying because even though we don't have evidence to support that what they are saying happened is true I still think it's kind of fucked up to say that like maybe nothing happened to them right um these people may actually be victims of abuse but whether or not this abuse was actually like satanic or ritual in that way is very hard to prove and very unlikely.
1: Yeah, well, I'll jump ahead for one second towards uh, the, th- you know, I want to say like the third quarter of the film. They do, um, they do have an interview with someone that claims to have uh, been a survival survivor of these uh, these these rituals. Um, and the production manager, in an interview I read much later, um, says he didn't believe her, but he does believe she went through something. Yeah. There was some sort of trauma that she did go through, not necessarily a you know satanic ritual, but there was legitimate trauma, he felt, just not what she was saying.
0: Right. So. Yeah. So this whole thing, um, before we get into it, I just want to preface that, like, there is a lot about this that is absolutely hilarious, and I am very excited to get into all of that and laugh at all of the ridiculous shit that's in this video, but I do want to preface and say that there is a lot of talk of, like, abuse and stuff specifically towards children, so, you know, if that makes you uncomfortable or anything, um, we'll try not to talk about it too much, but, We're gonna yeah, focus
1: on just, the funny parts of yeah. this, <laughs> There's a lot to unpack with this tape in particular. The whole thing with Satanic Panic, there's a lot of really you know dramatic bullshit that happened that's not fun at all. This tape, though, is pretty fun for the first, you know, half. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets funny again right at the tail end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, man, there's a very, very uncomfortable, I want to say, like, 20, 30 minutes or so.
0: Yeah, where they just go into all of these, like, signs of satanic abuse in children and it's like these just sound like regular signs of abuse in children they
1: literally just go off they rattle on forever it's just a bullet list Uh, they have uh the the screen just shows, like, this generic backdrop of, like, a brick brick wall. That's, like, like fucking Jerry Springer. It does look very much like a Jerry Springer graphic. <laughs> and then they got this, like, pentagram at the top. Uh-huh. And it says, signs of abuse. And they just start going through, like, all these signs of, like, physical and psychological uh, signs of sexual abuse in children. And it has nothing to do with Satanism. It's, like, mm-hmm. these are things to keep an eye out for. Yeah. But that's not necessarily somebody being satanic near your child that's just somebody around your child is not a good person that's really what that is
0: right so i think um the thing about this that's so crazy so um we actually so henry got me this tape for christmas (laughs)
1: We don't, unfortunately, have an authentic copy. I bought a bootleg from our friend uh, Tape Eater.
0: Shout out to Tape Eater. Follow him on Instagram. He sells some really cool shit. Um, So the artwork on the cover is... um, So you see the original cover of the film, which is just like a white label with black text. Um, It says, Law Enforcement Guide to Satanic Cults. And then in a box at the bottom, it says, Officer Training Purposes Only unauthorized viewers may be subject to prosecution under penalty of law. And what's interesting is, is that um, what we read, first of all, there's not too much information about the making of this tape out there, but what we did find was um, a pretty in-depth interview with one of the production managers, like we mentioned earlier. And um, he said that this wasn't exactly produced specifically for law enforcement. That I think they made this with the intent of parents, parents,
1: law enforcement, and parents. Yeah, like they wanted churches to buy this because they right. their main market was producing tapes for churches. But he was because which actually makes sense because he is a cop and a pastor. Right, uh, mm-hmm. Gordon uh, Coulter. He's a screenwriter for this. He's a cop. And a pastor. Yes. So it makes sense. Those are his uh his markets there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, he he definitely believes this stuff.
1: Yeah. He's, he's the he's the main guy you'll see talking. He's the main narrator. He's a guy wearing a Cosby sweater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of um Wilford Brimley looking yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, he's got that look that kind of like I don't know. Like almost <laughs> that all of it is
1: Like just imagine Wilfred Brimley like uh, in like a San Francisco Bay like yeah. just talking about this sort yeah. of
0: Yeah. All of the backdrops like they they interview him, you know, like he's literally standing there talking to the camera, but the backdrop is always this like beautiful like San Francisco, like you can see the bay on top of the hill and like the city and it's so nice and he's just like Talking about all of this crazy stuff. The
1: the the tape starts out um with a montage of I wanna say medieval artwork of like Satan and like uh, and demons and shit like that. Yeah. As it starts just talking about um the First Amendment <laughs> and how oh my God. Uh, the uh, freedom of religion allows these sort of things to happen.
0: Okay, so um, throughout the movie, I actually took a counter of how many times they blamed the Constitution. I said, The Constitution makes our job hard, frowny face. Counter <laughs> three. So there are three times in this movie they mention, like, you know, uh, so I just closed the tape. <laughs> um, that, like, oh, you know, a lot of the things they do aren't illegal. However, it would be a lot easier to prosecute them if we didn't have that stubborn first amendment. Like at the same time, the way
1: it's so, he toes that line very well. You can tell he's a cop because he toes that line like, (laughs) of like because he's
0: like, if only we didn't have due process and I could just throw people in jail.
1: (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the fact that he's like (laughs) that he was like. now not all Satanists commit crimes. To me, I was like, oh, all right, that's like th- thanks for acknowledging the fact that you know Satanism is a is a uh, actual religion for a lot of people. Um, he didn't read the uh, the church the, 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 the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. They, he mentions it multiple times.
0: Yes, it gets
1: name dropped a bajillion times. they keep mentioning Anton LaVey. Um, but according to uh, the uh, production manager Carlo Berbichini... Uh, not Carla, uh, Carly, uh, K- Carrie. I don't know how to pronounce it. Carrie, 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 Carrie Uh. Bertuccini. Uh, oh, Carl Bertuccini a robot builder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Bertuccini.
1: He's a production manager, and um, he said he's the only one that read the uh the satanic bible yeah
0: he said he read the whole thing yeah but like the everyone else working on the movie wouldn't even look at it because they were scared and it's like one well, if you
1: read anton LaVey's satanic bible you'll realize it's not even actually about you know satan
0: it is interesting because um so the production manager talked about the um basically how he was approaching this project from an academic perspective that he was like okay you know i want to find like in, in a journalistic kind of way like i want to find the information and i want to portray that information to my audience um in a way they can understand whereas um what's his name Gordon yeah, Gordon, yeah. Gordon Coulter the the Wilford Brimley cop pastor he was more like Wanting to make people scared. That it was about inciting fear. Yeah,
1: he he literally wanted to make a shockumentary. Yes. So.
0: And, yeah, so there was a bit of a clash in terms of the production that... um, It seems that they got this idea in their head that this satanic stuff was happening, and that's all they needed.
1: Well, I mean, like, the the entire crew has a very interesting background so i'll, I'll go over i, yeah, I took notes on all true. this so <laughs> so of course we have cop pastor gordon coulter he's the screenwriter warrior entertainment the christian film company that put this out the producer lenny mcgill who now owns the largest glock megastore for, uh, for for firearms and he's made over 300 videos about guns.
0: Yeah, and didn't they specifically hire him for the job because of his um law enforcement audience? I believe so. That he was basically just, like, a gun video guy.
1: And so they figured that that was a the perfect, like, tie-in to that kind of uh, yeah, audience.
0: and so he had, like, his videos had a big following amongst law enforcement, so...
1: Then you got Dennis, uh, Devin Dehaven, who made Christian metal band videos. So like he eventually was doing videos for like, uh, POD, um, and he started like branching out to other stuff and started doing videos for like Carrie Underwood and then eventually for KISS, okay. which is <laughs> funny.
0: That's, that's interesting. <laughs> um,
1: and then we of course have, uh, our production manager, we mentioned Carrie, uh, Bertoncini. and then, uh, the occult expert. Eric Pryor, who's the (laughs) The, star
0: of this film. The um, self-described alleged
1: (laughs) former satanic high priestess who is now... uh, High priest. Yes. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: hey, I don't want to
1: assume, you know. He's got that mullet. I just saw the long (laughs) (laughs) hair. I I saw the long hair. Priest in the front, priestess in the back. (laughs) 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 Oh, <laughs> So uh, they start out talking about, like I said, they start with this montage of medieval artwork talking about the cult explosion, uh, how much of an issue it is for law enforcement, and they start breaking out the the three levels of Satanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is they literally call them uh, dabblers.
0: I loved that dabblers. Oh, I just dabble. Why do you dabble in Satanism? <laughs> a little <laughs> you know, Satanism on the left just on the weekends. For fun, maybe a little graffiti. <laughs> they
1: literally said for fun and games. And yeah. Like, and he was like, uh, uh, video games and graffiti, but they literally said. Dabbling in it for fun and games, like...
0: Yeah, I I used a Ouija board once. I guess you could say I'm a dabbler.
1: (laughs) Then the second uh, stage is uh, spiritual involvement. People are trying to find some sort of a spiritual enlightenment through Satanism.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh, I don't know. I just like being a part of a group.
1: Checks out. You know, they got cool cloaks. (laughs) (laughs) And then criminal involvement.
0: They gain power through criminal activity. Like,
1: so people that are spiritual, they want to gain power. They believe they can gain power through Satanism. Right. And then criminal involvement is people that think the criminal activity is what gives them power. Yeah. But.
0: So, yeah. But that's, you know, just, like, the introductory part of the tape, just kind of, like, easing you into the whole thing then we cut to like what i would call the meat and potatoes of like this whole experience is where they go to this park in san francisco um and we're shown around this park by eric Pryor, the guy who basically with the mullet who was like oh yeah i used to be in a satanic cult but now i'm a christian so i'm gonna show you guys what to look for and so they're walking around the park and they find um quite a lot of satanic symbols just in the wild
1: so it starts out with you know like they're walking up it's alamo park in san francisco that's the same park where um the intro to full house is shot in wow that's that's one of the funniest parts of me just that's hilarious yeah it's it's amazing it's like great like this is like four years after they filmed the uh, first episode of uh, the Full House there. It's amusing to think about because as soon as he walks into the park, he says, oh, look right behind us. Like, they walk in and immediately he's like, we have a pentagram. Yeah,
0: they like <laughs> so they're pretty much just like walking down this trail and like the first fucking tree that they see has like a uh, pentagram on it or he calls it a pentacle. But he's like, oh, it's an upright pentacle. That it's means. like normally it's supposed to be upside down, but this one is right side up. And so it's like
1: it's So he's like it's not satanic, but it is a cult. Like it's a cult, but it's not sa- it's satanic because when it's upside down, the two points are supposed to represent uh Baphomet's horns. Yeah,
0: so like the first, you know, quote unquote piece of evidence that we find isn't it's, even It's not legitimate. satanic. Like it's but <laughs>
1: whoa, hold on there, Alison. <laughs> Right across the fucking aisle from this
0: tree. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, on the literal other side of the path, like, four feet away. He's like,
1: oh, but look over here. We have an inverted cross. This is satanic because it's inverted. You know
0: what? We forgot to mention the fact that, like, before we even find this upright pentacle, he says, there's two types of people who come to this park. The
1: cult community? And homosexuals.
0: They go go hand hand in in hand. hand. And I'm like, wow, okay, we're just coming right out with the homophobia. Well, to me, I'm like, gays in San Francisco? (laughs) (laughs) Taking a nice stroll around
1: the park? Gays in the park in San Francisco? (laughs) Well, I never. I would never expect to see (laughs) homosexuals in San Funkin' Francisco.
0: He's like, okay, so if those are the only two kinds of people who go to this park, like, what are you, pal? Because apparently you're not a Satanist anymore, so.
1: No, No, not at all. Hmm. But (laughs) he literally says, there we go, as soon as we enter him. Um, But he starts, like, uh, we just keep going, and it's just this nonstop barrage. Like, just, like, imagine we don't deviate from this trail at all either no. so we're going it's not like a park where there's like deep woods or anything else like that um it just it keeps going and like we see voodoo vivi that's what that's some of the other things he mentioned it's like mm-hmm. voodoo vivi where yeah. it's like shit just drawn on the ground but
0: like, but they mentioned that like so throughout the movie they make all these distinctions that like okay so satanism is different than witchcraft It's different than paganism, and it's different than voodoo.
1: Which, you know, to be fair, I acknowledge them for doing that. Because a lot of people that might be viewing this tape lump all that shit together.
0: Sure, but, like, at the same time, they're lumping them together, too. Why would they even bring them up if they have nothing to do with Satanism? I think they were doing
1: that um, to make you—I would hope, in my heart of hearts, I would hope that the reasoning is— Hey, voodoo is a legitimate religion. If someone... Uh, you see someone doing this, thing, you think, whoa, that's Satanism. Like, oh, wait, no, that's voodoo. Let them do their thing, unless you <laughs> want to be a complete asshole. Same uh, thing with Wiccan. Like, well, like, they talk about witchcraft, but yeah. what they're describing is actually, like, Wicca um, rituals, and... Right. Like, now uh like for example within like the united states military they actually have wiccan churches on military bases really yeah you can actually have like wicca on your dog tags even if you have a a military um burial uh on your tombstone it can say uh wiccan now that that changed in 2007
0: is when they started allowing that wow okay so uh there's that um so i also wanted to mention that like so this park when this whole like scene where we're walking through this park it keeps cutting to this like graphic of the park like a drawing of oh, like the park overhead. from like an overhead view and it looks like one of those you know those like mats you have as a kid on the floor that's like a little street and you push the cars around on it it looks like that but like of this park and you know they show it a million fucking times. Throughout this whole time, they're in the park, and it's not relevant. They're not, like, you know, putting a little point on the map being like, oh, we're here now, or we're here now. It's just like... Here's the map. Hey, here's what the park looks like overhead. Isn't that cool?
1: And they do it again. And they do it and, again. And, and, and again. And again.
0: And it never stops. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Why are you even doing that?
1: Then we get to the... the more graffiti, right? They starts showing off more and more graffiti, because...
0: Um, yeah, so we go up, like... He goes like up a hill and gets to this there's like, like a brick- parking lot area.
1: Yeah, there's like a brick wall and there's like a swastika painted, but then there's also like some other shit painted on there.
0: Yeah, there was a 666 and an eye and also a swastika, but we're just going to Don't freeze. even mention the swastika. So we're at gonna all. Like, right past just that. just
1: ignore the swastika, look at the eye and then he was talking about how the eye was ha- how Satanists would tell each other like this is where you perform this one kind of ritual yeah. or the fuck and then, like, they've mentioned, like, leaving, like, tr- like a trail of crumb at breadcrumbs, essentially. Right. Between points and points of the park. And, like I said, this park isn't exactly large. like No, it's very So, large. like, there's, like, buildings. Like, that was a brick wall that they painted this on a building. And then we go around the corner from this to um some dumpsters. Some literal dumpsters. And it shows gang graffiti. And it says, mm-hmm. oh, this is how gangs talk to each other with graffiti. And this is how cults talk to each other, too, with graffiti. And he shows a... Uh, It's like
0: a mushroom. Yeah. Okay, so, like, I know people who have been in the local graffiti scene and stuff, and graffiti is not always a gang thing. Not at all. Not at all. And from what I've learned is that you have your tag, right? You have your name or, like, your little symbol that you draw or something. Like, you have your thing, Typically, it's, like, a name, and it's your tag, and you just, like, go, and you tag your name, and that's how, like, graffiti, other graffiti people know that, like, you were there. That's really all it is, and so it was, like, a little drawing of a mushroom with the word mush underneath it, but it was written in, like, graffiti font, so, you know, I'm sure the average Joe wouldn't be able to read it, but... It's like, okay, so obviously this is just a tag from some guy who goes by mush.
1: Probably because he likes mushrooms. He likes is,
0: drawn mushrooms. And They're this cool.
1: Is, this is the fucking Bay Area. Yeah. He probably has done mushrooms one time or another.
0: Yeah. So they mention, oh, this is obvious evidence of a psilocybin ritual. Psilocybin
1: mushroom or the psilocybin ritual that the Satanists use for one reason or another. It's like, that's just some stoner. That like
0: likes dabbling in mushrooms. <laughs> like yo, let's take some shrooms. Let's go to the park and let's draw an adult. <laughs> like it's not that deep, bro. Like there's some dude hanging out, going,
1: "Man, I could. I wish I had some fucking shrooms right now." Yeah, right. Just like doodling. <laughs> it's like it's not even that like, great of a drawing. It's a literal doodle. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's you know it's evidence of satan it's evidence all of this is so much evidence this this is, this is
0: Alamo Park, no, this is evidence park that's what honestly, like that's just the root of the entire satanic panic in general is like let's find Satanism in places where there is no Satanism, speaking
1: of finding Satanism, the next thing we see is a noose. He finds oh my God. he finds a noose with uh, and he starts just just in the grass. Yeah, it's just like oh, well here. See here, we have a rope and it's tied like a noose, and he starts just handling it like, listen, motherfucker. I think it's one thing to kind of poke around with some graffiti, but like oh, I found a noose in the park. And there's blood on it.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, check it out. He's holding it with his bare hands, holding it up to the camera, like, wow, look at all that blood on this news. He's like, I don't know if
1: the camera can pick this up, but look, there's there's fresh blood on this. And, and I'm just f-
0: like, bro, don't don't touch that with your bare hands.
1: Are you fucking insane? Like, if this is evidence of like uh, of a sacrifice, because talking time it was used for like either human or animal sacrifice, it's like, why are you fucking touching it, bro?
0: Yeah, why are you touching? Do you
1: like? do you think he's still part of the satanic church and he knows that's what it was used for and now he's like contaminating it so on camera so he'd be like
0: wait like, but when they're like so um uh... he just reformed that morning <laughs> and that was all just like leftovers from the night before
1: is he even like reformed maybe maybe <laughs> this is a cover so right he's like fuck we like we did some rituals and uh, my we left the fucking rope there. Oh, now I'm gonna go film with these cops and I'm gonna show them all this evidence, I'm like, whoa, check out this rope. Wasn't me though. Like, like, <laughs> well, Mr. Pryor, your DNA's on there. Well, yeah, cause I picked it up on camera to show you guys, remember? Damn. That's how my DNA's already on there. That's low key pretty
0: genius.
1: I don't think it's really that that smart though. No. <laughs>
0: He's got a mullet. He's not that smart. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, especially because all of the, like, symbols that we see painted on the trees and shit, like, it's all, like, looks kind of fresh.
1: It looks pretty fresh. It looks
0: pretty fresh. Like, and uh, they, they asked the production manager in the interview, they were like, hey, so this stuff kind of looks like it was Did you guys
1: plant it? Did you
0: do it? And he was like, Well, maybe they did, but if they did, I didn't see it.
1: He says he says the production crew didn't do it, but he would not be surprised, and he does believe that Mr. Pryor did uh plant it prior to filming. (laughs) Yeah. So I it's, there's there's that, but there's so much just damning evidence, just like left and right, willy nilly. Like I'm just I was really expecting like graffiti, just as Satan was here. Yeah. Like right. It, uh. Just just that that was like what I was, I was if expecting. If you haven't
0: seen this tape, you can actually find a full upload on YouTube.
1: This is the best part of it.
0: Like. Yeah, and so I think it's definitely worth watching because if you haven't seen it for yourself, it might be hard to understand like exactly what we're looking at. But it's like it's it's very mm. conspicuous how it's just like everywhere. And he even says
1: like some of the paint's fresh. You're like oh, the paint's pretty fresh.
0: Yeah, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Is that because you just got
1: done painting it there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the paint's pretty fresh. You know, the, the spray paint cans are in the back of my car. Oh like, my god! Like, it's uh, but as much as I, I thought he was just such a plant, right? Like that they grab some fucking schmuck. And he's playing up a part. But according to the interview, the uh, production manager believes this dude was pretty legit, you know?
0: Yeah, that, like, he used to be actually in a satanic cult. Yeah. Um, Um, I would- I would believe that because, um, in a little while, they do cut to this scene where he's kind of, like, showing what a traditional satanic altar looks like, and- it's like, he's got all of this, like, he's got, like, daggers and chalices and candles and all this crazy shit, and he's showing, like, the different powders and incense and all this crap that's, like, used in these rituals, and I'm like, where did he get all this stuff? Like, is this his stuff?
1: I think, yeah, it would have had to be his, like, but at the end that was also, in that scenario, he was also breaking down differences between, um, uh, a Wiccan um altar a satanic altar and a voodoo altar and uh i the the vibe i actually got like I said, was the fact that like oh if you stumble upon this but you see like a fucking uh uh what, what's the fucking bowl thing called brick
0: uh brick a uh, mortar and pestle yeah
1: mortar and pestle that like it's like oh that's just from wiccans don't don't worry about that oh. like because <laughs> like, he's like those are those are wiccans they use it for their incense because uh the the incense are always used by the Wiccans. He was saying,
0: yeah, like when they were talking about the stuff that the Wiccans did. I'm like, that's really not that bad. Like they're just lighting candles and it, smelling incense. Yeah, and that's and, and, not bad.
1: And he wasn't saying it was bad. Like I feel like I honestly got it. That part felt to me like saying, this is what some people do, and it looks really similar. Mm. But don't freak out necessarily to okay. see a voodoo altar. Yeah, it's just voodoo. You know. Mm-hmm. so which sounds like well it's just voodoo but i mean
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know um, it, like
1: like part of me wants to believe that but then because of the origin of this film being a like christian company based out of the south part of me says you know i don't think they meant it in the hey don't worry about the voodoo don't worry about the wiccans that's it, but you you, know, you see what i'm saying like It seems like part of my brain says, oh, they're just telling you don't worry about those. Mm. But, like, because I know the origin of this, I feel like at the same time, they are saying be on the lookout. But that way you know how to identify which one's which. But apparently this guy wore, like, long sleeves the entire time in the film because he had scars all over his arms.
0: Yeah. So they believe that they're like, okay, so... This guy's definitely been through some shit. Yeah. Like, he had these crazy scars on his arms and stuff. And they're like, I don't know if he did it. I don't know if someone did it to him. But, like, he got fucked up
1: somehow. They left a lot on the cutting room floor with him. They left a lot. He got into some really, really gnarly details about animal sacrifice and Mm -hmm. other and like, and like, and harming himself for like the church and other shit like that. Um, they just went really really in de- in depth and they just they didn't put that in there it was too gnarly for this uh for this VHS tape
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know but then they start talking about like so they they mention Anton LaVey a whole lot
0: yeah um, and they get into like all of this shit from the satanic bible like they talk about the nine satanic statements they talk about um like uh let's see
1: Gratification the initiation
0: of and all this stuff like
1: they did go really really in depth on, on like what it takes to be initiated into uh the church of satan and then they start talking about the gratification of flesh the gratification of ego and power which are like the three fundamentals of uh anton LaVey's church of satan mm-hmm. um and then uh they- basically
0: just like denial of christian faith rebaptism <laughs> in satan's name and an oath of allegiance and a magic circle and then a Promise to sacrifice children.
1: Yeah, and th- those parts aren't actually part of like, those aren't actually part of like Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. Those are just things they said that like I don't know where they got that information because it's not from the the Satanic Bible at all.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: The nine Satanic statements from the Satanic Bible sounded pretty good.
0: Okay, so let's see. Um, Satan represents indulgence. Okay.
1: Vital existence. Uh,
0: Undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted. Vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Responsibility to the responsible. Man is just another animal. All of the so-called sins lead to gratification. And that they are the best friend to the church because it keeps them in business. That is true. That is very true. It
1: is very true. And, like, the uh, the man is just another animal, and they said that is... They said, man is another animal, sometimes worse than those that are walking on all fours, but because of that, it makes him, like, basically the apex predator and the worst animal. And it's like, these are all very valid statements, to be perfectly fucking honest.
0: Yeah, so, like, one of the very first things we hear in the movie as a whole is he says, when he's describing Satanism, is that that which is bad is good, and that which is good is bad. And if you because you know Christianity you have this idea that like okay god created man in his image and being human is like this amazing privilege and that's why we should worship god because and we should be thankful um and all this stuff whereas like this description of satanism seems to be like you know what like you don't have to love thy neighbor if your neighbor's an asshole like fuck that guy yeah or, you know, like, oh, you, like, man is just like any other animal. And As a matter of fact, the fact that we have free will and, like, more advanced brains can actually make us more evil. Yep. And, I don't know, like, Good. seems... It seems like it makes sense. It's pretty, it's
1: pretty solid. Yeah, and like like I mentioned earlier, like I because I've researched like Anton LaVey and such. Like the Anton LaVey's concept of you know Satanism isn't actually about worshiping a red dude that lives you know in hell with like a tail and horns and shit. That's not what the Church of Satan from and Anton LaVey is actually about.
0: Saddam Hussein. Hey, guy. <laughs> 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 but, uh,
1: oh boy. Really, it's about worshiping yourself. Mm. that's what it is and like if they never mentioned anton Levay in this at all i wouldn't i'd be like all right that's fair but the fact that like i know what that version of satanism quote unquote is actually about they chose the name just to be edgy
0: i think that's all it is it's just edginess and it's like these christian fundamentalist groups looking at all of this stuff and being like clutching their pearls oh my god oh my god, how could this happen? They're Satanists. They just want the exact opposite of what we want. And, like,
1: the co- the reason why they chose it, and, that, and that's almost why he chose it. He chose it, not, you know, it's not oh, it's the opposite of what we want. It's the fact that like they looked at, like, things in the Bible that were not great, and they're like, oh, we're you know what? This this belief is the inverse of that. Instead of worshiping something that we can't ex- see exists, we're going to worship ourselves because that's what we, we could focus on, mm-hmm. and so he chose the name Church of Satan just because it's the inverse of that uh, of the of Christianity, and also to be edgy in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, and that was pretty fucking edgy for the nineteen sixties. Let's be sure. fucking real. So. I mean,
0: apparently it was edgy for the nineteen eighties and the early nineteen nineties as well.
1: His uh, his wife looks like Taylor Swift. Have you seen her? No. What? Yeah. yeah hold on. Pull a picture real quick.
0: Yeah. Show me.
1: Anton Lavey's wife,
0: <laughs> Carol Lansing.
1: Um. And then we find this a. Uh, Taylor Swift. Holy shit. Zena LaVey. Whoa. T- Zena LaVey looks like Taylor Swift. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh, dude. No, she's a daughter, not his wife. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Oh. Anton LaVey's uh, daughter looks like Taylor fucking Swift.
0: Yes, she does. <laughs> wow. All right. You learned something new. Every she day. Swift is
1: really part of the Church of Satan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I knew it!
1: <laughs> Makes so much sense! <laughs> it explains everything!
0: So, like, um, a, a thing that I, I wanted to talk about was, um, so earlier when they were talking about, like, um, oh, you know, not all Satanists are bad and commit crimes, but here are some things that you should look out for, just to, you know, make sure, like, When you're investigating something, if you see this stuff, maybe taking into consideration that it could be satanic. And so he lists these as kind of like, they're seemingly innocent, but could be satanic underneath. And he goes on, okay, I'll list just some of the things that I wrote down. Vandalism, trespass, animal cruelty, kidnapping, rape, arson, murder, human sacrifice, cannibalism, drug trafficking, sexual trafficking of children, corpse theft, black market body part sales, pedophilia, pornography, torture, desecration of churches, human slavery, weapons violations, suicide, disposing of animal parts, necrophilia, the list goes on and on. And I'm like... These are supposed to be innocent activities? Like, what are you talking about, dude?
1: That, that's all around the time they start showing symbols that, you know, oh, these are symbols your teenager might be using in places uh, that don't necessarily correlate to Satanism, but they do correlate to Satanism. He wrote uh, the anarchy symbol, right?
0: <laughs> and then, um, then do you remember s- when, like, what fucking shoe company was it that started selling shoes with like the anarchy symbol on it?
1: Oh, I don't even know. Don't oh know my
0: god, I remember seeing them when I was in—I don't know, maybe like junior high or early high school. Anarchy symbol. Yeah, because you know how like kids—they're edgy and they're—it's easy. It's yeah. like that fucking S, you know, oh, <laughs> like the S that everyone drew. It was like everyone also was just like you know doing like an A and putting a circle around I it. And mean, they're like, yeah, anarchy. That, you that, know,
1: that was me in junior high. Like- <laughs> I remember I I did anarchy graffiti. Uh-huh. Like I got I got in trouble on like a spray rem- painted.
0: I remember being like, wow, that's so you know that's so edgy. And like, look, I was an edgy tween, all right. But like, even I saw people like writing anarchy symbols and stuff, and I was like, you're not a fucking anarchist. Get out of here. Like Get out of here. And then like I saw some kids started wearing these shoes that had the anarchy symbol on them, and I was like, you're like, what is this corporate? right you know, I, I was what gonna bring it up like because
1: yeah, like cause i said i would spray paint it on places like, like a soldier before i got in trouble for graffiti in, <laughs> as a teenager uh-huh. but um but when i would see kids that would have things that they purchased at like hot topic and spencer that had the anarchism i'm like yeah you bought that they're yeah. Like, yeah i'm like you paid taxes to the government
0: right to
1: wear something with the Anarchy symbol? Yeah. <laughs> Do you-
0: Do you even understand what you're- You're just trying to be edgy. And that's why, like, this whole thing is so fucking ridiculous. Because it's like, yeah, okay, so even if you found this, like, backwards-ass swastika spray-painted on a fucking dumpster, you're gonna be like, oh, look, Satanism, it's Satanism. It's like, no, it's kids are just, like, they know that their parents are fucking religious pearl-clutching, so they just wanna, like, vent somewhere.
1: I mean that's that's the other part though like like they they show after they show the the anarchy symbol symbols like one of the signs they show the swastika mm-hmm.
0: and um,
1: they don't mention Nazis at all.
0: No, so they're going through all of these symbols and explaining like how they've been used in an Use evil for context, evil, yeah. and so like the swastika comes up because like the first swastika that we saw in the movie that was, like, spray-painted on the wall or whatever. They just didn't even mention it. But when they're going through these symbols, they show the swastika, and they say something like, oh, this symbol was once used by witches and warlocks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's the only evil context you could think of that symbol (laughs) being used? That's the Really? That's the The, only one? There wasn't one that,
1: you know, was a lot grander scale and more well-known at all. More,
0: you know, documented... Murders and torture. No. No. No, um, not all. No, man. It was just once upon a time, long ago, witches and warlocks used this symbol to demonstrate their evil powers. One
1: thing that irked me about the too was they didn't even shoot, use a proper swastika. They, <laughs> so the swastika, as everyone knows, was originally a Buddhist symbol called the Manji, and they tilted it. 45 degrees. That's how you can tell the difference between a swastika and a manji. A manji is, like, flat, you Mm -hmm. know? A swastika is, like, you know, diamond-shaped, essentially.
0: Right.
1: Uh, But they show a manji, and they call it a swastika. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, great. So now you're telling all these fuckers that, like, see, like, Buddhist temples that have a manji, like, oh, Satanism.
0: But that's not the only time we get Nazi mentions of Nazi stuff, because... Then in the same segment, when they start talking about cult leaders, they mention Hitler.
1: They call him a cult leader. They
0: call him a cult leader. It's like, all
1: right, so we're acknowledging that, like, the Nazis were a cult, but we're gonna leave out their symbol. Yeah. In your
0: explanation of cult symbols. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, I was just like, bro, like, are you for real right now? (laughs) Uh, but this is where the movie kind of starts getting boring, if I'm being honest. Like yeah. because then they start getting into the whole like, you know, um black masses. They start talking about black masses and they
1: mention like entering the vagina of the altar. That was a good view. I don't want to think that means. like
0: black mass is like what, like a Satanist version of mass. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like the darkest
1: of dark things where that that's where the actual like a like sacrifice and rape of children is supposed to theoretically take place um
0: yeah and so they're mentioning like how this ritual is done and they're like they take the wafer which is traditionally a representation of the body of Christ and put it in the vagina of the altar and i'm like we got a whole demonstration of what those altars looked like earlier and nowhere was i told where the vagina was on that <laughs>
1: I don't understand. Like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What, I don't want to Google it. <laughs> but like,
0: Just make sure you turn Safe Search on.
1: Like, I don't want to Google that. But I need to know what is the vagina of an altar. I don't know. Um, but then they start talking to the uh the the ritual survivor. Uh, they they yeah. have her where like she's blacked out. You can't see her at all. It's pretty depressing. It shows uh drawings of like things that happen and mentions like being in a cage and such um but like i said the uh this is the person that the production manager doesn't believe it was a satanic situation she was in but does believe that there was trauma yeah. that happened
0: and uh, then they get into you know what we talked about earlier like detecting these signs and kids and like It went on for way too long, and it was just super uncomfortable and weird, and the detail that they went into was entirely unnecessary and very creepy. And it's
1: just such whiplash, because you go from, like, you know, giggling at, like, um, Mr. Pryor up there, Mm -hmm. like, you know, but then, like...
0: We do get a little shining light in this sea of darkness, though, when they start going over the dates of the satanic calendar. The
1: satanic calendar is great, because... Fuck man, Satanists are busy. They
0: are busy. They got a lot of holidays. So
1: many. If you think it's rough having, you know, Christmas and birthdays and Easter, try being a Satanist, apparently. (laughs) Because holy
0: shit, they got some kind of fucking ritual or something to do like every two weeks.
1: Yeah, if they just go down the entire calendar of the year, and it's like literally multiple holidays a month. Some of that last like a week long, Mm -hmm. like holy shit, you gotta make sure you get someone for, like, Michael Michaelmas, which happens, <laughs> and then, like, um, then they talk about Halloween. Halloween, of course, they say is, like, three, three days long, mm-hmm. in the, if you're saying this, and they say uh, Halloween is actually about sex with demons and the sacrifice of children. I never had sacrifice a child on Halloween. Have you sacrificed a child on Halloween?
0: I have had sex with a demon.
1: Who? Yes, I love that part. <laughs> we all know that Halloween is sex with demons. Fuck yeah. But like, they say it's sex scenes and a sacrifice of children. We've all celebrated Halloween, we've all fucked a demon. I don't know anyone who sacrificed a child on that day. Maybe
0: it's like it's considered sacrificing children because, like, if you feed them enough candy, they're <laughs> likely to die.
1: You were sacrificing children by giving them all diabetes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we circle right back to Wilford Brimley, <laughs> just like that.
1: And just like that, all the Shows
0: over, folks.
1: <laughs> but after the Satanic calendar scenario, which goes on for, I don't want to say like. 5 minutes where it just it's literally just like
0: it goes through the whole year and they have like 500 fucking holidays. Yeah,
1: like I'm not even like joking. If if you were to theoretically be a real scientist that does all this, that's a lot of people you got to be sacrificing cuz so many of these holidays involve sacrificing a person. It's like holy shit. How fucking many people you got to sacrifice? You think this would if this was an actual
0: epidemic, they would have gotten caught. Right. Well, no, oh no, he says they don't get caught because they eat the bodies after they're done so. Sacrificing there's no evidence. Them, so there's no evidence. Check makes sense to me. They really do with the bones. Just oh the bones them. they they sell on the black market to other Satanists. So the
1: Satanists still have
0: bones. Yes, but they get rid of them very quickly. Two other Satanists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, this doesn't make sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> this large surplus of human bones passing from like saying this to other saying like why would other saying buy by the bones because they rid- they're already trying to get rid of their own bones they gotta get rid of like
0: wow. it
1: makes no fucking sense so there would be a surplus of human bones
0: okay so um i was trying to find a copy of the satanic calendar for reference and um I could not find the same satanic calendar that they used in the film, but I did find a page from the actual, like, the satanictemple.com, mm-hmm. and it looks like we just passed a, a Satan holiday. Uh, Lupercalia? Well,
1: happy belated Lupercalia to everybody. Yeah,
0: uh, February 15th, Celebration of Bodily Autonomy, Sexual Liberation, and Reproduction. Oh, it's based on a
1: Roman holiday.
0: In keeping with the ancient tradition, February 13th and 14th are observed as feast days leading up to the actual holiday. What we are translating this to in TST is a Hail Yourself Day. This idea offers a parallel to the other-centered traditions of soul and victims. You know they
1: say, like, the Church of Satan's all about just loving yourself, man.
0: Yeah, so wait, so Valentine's Day for them is we feast for two days and then we fuck?
1: And then, you know, you feel good about yourself because it's Hail Yourself Day yeah
0: that sounds dope
1: yeah that's like every week for me pretty (laughs) much that's just what happens before we fucking record the show
0: (laughs) hail satan
1: Speaking of shouting hail Satan, they go over next uh, Richard Ramirez and all the other uh, murderers that supposedly were Satanists. Oh, you mean
0: the one other murder murderer that was supposedly a Satanist, um, Clifford Saint Joseph? They mentioned the, the whoever uh, Senasam. Yeah. Richard Ramirez.
1: Senasam. Richard Ramirez was not a Satanist. No. You know, he he was an edgelord. He, he was a he killed people. He was a fucked up person that killed fucking people, but they're like oh he shouted a- hail satan at, at the end of his trial yeah dude because he wanted attention that's why he murdered people and now he's being taken away to jail for fucking
0: ever can't get attention in jail well not good attention
1: <laughs> uh, you don't want attention
0: anymore. i mean uh, yeah
1: <laughs> uh, but so the last same thing he could do while having attention of course, he's going to do something that's going to be, like, super edgy, make people fucking talk about him, because here you fucking are, like, 30-something right. so- years later, he yells, Hail Satan, because, wow, like... mission
0: accomplished. Way to play right into his fucking... Right. You activated his trap card. Like, that's... That's all he wanted to do. He just wanted
1: to get a rea- one more reaction. Yeah, and so
0: then, you know, like, this Clifford St. Joseph guy, um... We don't even know for sure if he committed the crime that he was accused of, as a matter of fact, the innocence Project has been trying really hard to use DNA evidence to try to get him off scot free because there's they feel that he was wrongly accused, and he defends his innocence to this day.
1: Clifford St Joseph, for those that don't know um he is the case where he is the only actual case that somebody has been charged with human sacrifice like convicted of it yeah so uh he's still in jail this he's been in jail for like a bajillion years at this point because Mm -hmm. of it um but then like this this part of the movie when they start talking about this case with clifford saint joseph gets boring as
0: fucking shit oh my god this whole section is just so boring because they're interviewing this like cop in san francisco and um they're just sitting down interviewing him and this interview goes on for so fucking long and you can't even understand what he's saying because the audio quality is all shitty and he's like mumbling and i'm just like falling asleep like oh my
1: god he's, he's just mumbling and he's just in like They shot it inside, like, the police station. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, like, in some some interview room. Yeah. Like, an interrogation
0: room or something.
1: And he's just going over the entire case and how they convicted him and the evidence they had and all this other shit. And it just goes on and on and on, Mm -hmm. I want to say, for, like, 15, 20 minutes.
0: Uh, It felt like forever. Um, And by the end of it, I'm just like, oh, my God, please tell me this is over and then
1: i wanted to fast forward but then i saw the timestamp on the vcr I was like oh i know i know how close we are to the end i, I got this mm-hmm. we got this
0: and this tape goes out with a bang with one of the most ridiculous things i've ever seen in my life ever uh we cut to the bikini girl scene
1: the bikini girl so we got a. Uh, what was this fucker's name the the cop pastor gordon coulter yeah he changes out of his cosby sweater
0: and now he's got a he's got like a this weird lounge button up going on with this weird like 90s pattern like it's like a silk shirt it, it's got it's, this like weird like screen printed fucking print
1: on it. It looks so, like something that Guy Fieri will be like, no, I won't wear that. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a little gauche for guy. <laughs> so we get to the point where they want to uh, show how these sacrifices are done right so he's in this dark looking like it looks like a almost dungeon-esque room Mm -hmm. and he pulls this sheet off this uh this table and we got this girl in like a checkered bikini
0: yeah this like she she's laying on this table in a bikini covered with a sheet and he just like peels the sheet down to show all of these like Markings that they drew on her with like, a
1: fucking Sharpie pen. Yeah, like, it's very clearly
0: Sharpie. And pen. he's like, you know, fucking like hover handing over her like, this is where like they carve this symbol into the chest, and this means. dude. dude
1: They have like they show like on her uh above her breast she's got like a, a pentagram on each side, mm-hmm. and like they're... there's like
0: an X on the side of her neck with like, um, like a dashed line going under her neck
1: like where they would like cut it like cut here
0: yeah like the <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like little scissors. Line,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they said like that the, the priest the high priest would like write his like carve his like name until like yeah. the chest and, and then stuff. she
0: has another giant pentagram like on her stomach yeah like three pentagrams like. yeah and then these like weird markings on her feet and like it's just strange because she's just like laying there pretending to be dead the whole time it's like they should just not like a dummy yeah why did they well we learn in the interview that they actually like found this girl in pre-production at like a fucking party post production
1: or- they were they were yeah. done with the movie yeah and then they were at a party Mm-hmm. and uh the production manager i guess was a was a body double for tom cruise at one point
0: allegedly allegedly <laughs> He to- or he just told girls at parties that if to it, try yeah, to get. He laid. goes
1: to parties in the Bay Area and like, he's <laughs> like so uh, a body double for uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Really? Wow! Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you uh if you watch Top Gun, have like yeah. an hour forty five in.
0: <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you want to come back to my sacrifice table?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they meet this girl at a party, and then somehow, like, they said it was, like, Wilford Brimley's, like, fucking idea. They
0: didn't even, like, the interviewer was like, okay, what's up with the girl in the bikini? What's going on with that? And they were, like, didn't even give a straight answer. It's
1: like, oh, we met her at a party. It was in post-production. It wasn't
0: my idea. We, we Wilford
1: Brimley-looking motherfucker wanted to end it with, uh, with, like, a wink. Like, and it's like, okay, so, like, did Wilford Brimley realize that, like,
0: goofy this video
1: was and like i don't know i
0: don't know he seemed pretty serious about it i mean it was his brainchild yeah it's uh really? yep um okay i'm trying to find uh let's well, while you look for that yeah they,
1: they mentioned that the um eric Pryor, the the cultist that he was legitimately scary is what they said Yeah. like, like he comes off kind of goofy in the video but like they said the way he would talk about things, you could tell it wasn't, like, him recanting things from a long time ago. It sounded like shit. He actually fucking it. Like, this dude did kill animals and shit. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, so I found the part of the interview. The interviewer says, The one scene that takes a 180 from everything else would be the bikini model ritual sacrifice demonstration. Whose idea was that? And the production manager says, "Ah oh, man, I think I met that bikini model during post-production at a beach party in Lajola. She and her friends are the girls Devin told I was the body double for Tom Cruise. I was in pretty good shape back then. Oh, so so Devin, what, which which guy was he again? Uh,
1: Devin is, uh, Devin's the guy, the director.
0: Okay, so the director, he and the director were at this beach party, and he was like, hey, my friend over there, yeah, he's a body double for Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so then um, he says, I wasn't there for that shot, but I remember hearing about it. That might have been Devin's idea. Kind of a nod and wink. So
1: the director, the the director is the same guy that ended up doing, like, music videos and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, He wasn't, like, super Christian. He just did Christian music videos and some other stuff. And, like, he was just, like, he thought he could make money off this project. That's why he took on this project. So I can see that being his idea because he's just, like fuck it i want to have some fun yeah
0: (laughs) and like so 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 that would explain why it's just like tacked on to the end of the video there's no no there's no real explanation
1: about anything else like that and i don't it's uh it's that part's interesting you know i'm thinking about eric Pryor right now can you imagine like if he actually sacrificed people i would hate to go out by getting sacrificed by some guy with a fucking mullet
0: oh my god (laughs)
1: That is, like, one of my biggest fears now. Like, I don't want to get oh killed God. by a guy with a
0: mullet. Anything else. No, like, Henry, they're getting to you. They're trying to make you scared. Oh, it's I not fucking real. I scared the fake Satanist. It's not real. <laughs> but, um, in this interview, when he says kind of a nod and wink at the project, that actually reminds me of, like, this is off-topic, but information about our last episode oh, that we forgot to mention. So... For those of you who listened to our last episode on ESP, um, we're talking about a part in the credits where they credit Glenn Livett 12-year-olds. Right. And we were like, what the fuck is that? Who is Glenn Livett? Well, one of our viewers actually brought to our attention that Glenn Livett's... 12 years age. 12 years age is a whiskey. It's a whiskey. But we couldn't
1: find that information because, one, they spelled it wrong. Mm -hmm. They spelled it as a name versus, you know, the whiskey is one word, Glenn Levitz. And then the the credits say 12 years old, and the whiskey is 12 years age.
0: Yeah. So, So when we Googled it, it didn't come up. Yeah. But so that was just the team... Doing a wink and a nod that the whiskey helped them get through that production,
1: which makes sense because there was one shot that we didn't talk about where the girl looked like she was like about to pass out, and I yeah. mentioned I was like, dude, she is like on something in this shot. Yeah, because
0: we were just like, oh my god, we were hanging out the other day when we found out when we got that message about the whiskey, and it like came flooding back that we were like, oh my god, we didn't even talk about that scene. Well, we with joked the girl. that she was
1: drunk, but. Apparently, she was
0: she w- probably actually fucking drunk. Yeah. Oh my god. Like we could, <laughs> we've become so fascinated with ESP. Like, <laughs> look, let's be honest. So, like, law enforcement guide to satanic cult. It's a classic. It's great. Everyone needs but to watch
1: it once. You
0: need to watch it at least once. However, it's one of those tapes that, like, everyone in our community, the VHS community. They know about it, and they watched it, and it's a little overdone. Like, it's fun to talk about, but it's, in terms of, like, obscurity, it's really not that obscure, um, especially compared to something like ESP, so it can be not as exciting to talk about, Um, so I'm kind of like, man, let's talk about ESP again. (laughs)
1: So the last episode also, I mistakenly credited Larry Flint for being part of Penthouse. Larry Flint is actually part of Hustler, that other, other porn magazine besides Playboy. Uh, The owner and founder of Penthouse is uh, Robert Robert Charles Joseph Edward Sabatini
0: Guccione. Robert Charles Joseph Edward Sabatini Guccione.
1: And you know what? Looking that up, I don't blame myself for not remembering that fucking name <laughs> that's a mouthful <laughs> that is quite the mouthful holy shit um, <laughs> but uh you know i think that really does wrap this up um i don't think there's really a whole lot else to say this it's about uh law enforcement guide to satanic cults it's
0: a romp it's good it's but you know there are more obscure tapes out there for us to find and watch and everyone's
1: seen this one at this point mm-hmm. you know um yeah watch it once
0: speaking of which um after we're done recording we're gonna go on a little venture to go hunt for some tapes hopefully so hopefully some cool stuff yeah hopefully we find something fun um if you have any suggestions on films you would like us to watch or try to find Or if you have any general comments, um, you just want to send us a message, feel free to do so, uh, vhsaturdaypodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or you can go ahead and follow us and DM us or leave a comment on our Instagram, which is also
0: vhsaturday. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Feel free to follow us on Spotify. If you would like to hear us on any other platforms, uh, let us know. We're always looking to reach out and find more of an audience, so... We will remember. see you next yeah. week when well, until then.
1: Remember, remember be, be kind, rewind.
0: rewind.